Joined now by Tim Lacombe. Who's with Tim Lacombe tonight? Who? The OG. I'm back. Who? Back. Congratulations to you and your wife on the Thank birth you. of? Uh, young, a little girl. Named? Maggie. Thank, congratulations. Thank you. We're very excited. Already, already sleep deprived, but very excited. 50 win season on a 72 game season seems very impressive to me. Oh, it's way impressive. And the two, these two nights in my, you know, sitting here watching these games, these two, two nights really kind of uh, embody what an NBA season's all about. Last night, the emotion. I think, David, you said it a couple times, you know, the difference in the way the gym felt last night to tonight. Um, and But tonight was every bit as important. It's just, uh, it's a different deal. And I, I thought your Tom and Jerry thing was perfect. I've always wondered. Uh, I prefer Itchy and Scratchy being a Simpsons guy, but similar thing. Uh, I don't I don't know those shows. Was there always the same exact plot every single time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a It was a, take it was off. a knockoff. Yeah, it was a takeoff. Tom okay. and Jerry, yeah. So, anyway, I just, uh, I mean, but those, that, that's what it takes to win 50 games. you got to be really good in the games like last night and find a way to win games tonight, like the, today. The Jazz this year are 21-11 and 11 against teams that are above 500. For all the feelings that fans have that at times like, oh, we lose the games we shouldn't win, right? They, I think Jazz fans have this silly feeling like, oh, we always play down to our opponents. No, no, no. You're actually 29-7 and seven against teams that are below 500. Under Quinn Snyder, the Jazz have always been remarkably good against teams that are above, uh, below 500, and they did it again tonight. And that's why you, you hear people say, well, they're not playing anybody. Huh. If they lose the teams, that, <laughs> that, then now what are you thinking of? So what you're saying is fans should be so excited that they just can't hide it. Oh. Oh. Pointer oh. sisters. This. Jake <laughs> Scott coming back on top of your game with a vengeance. I'm paying attention. That is beautiful. Paying attention. I mean, wow. That was awesome. That was an automatic right there. I agree with you, though. The, the, the overall point is we haven't seen a uh, Jazz team this good in a long, long time. They're the best team in the league, the best record in the league. I'm with you, David, hitting 50, 50. On, a, on a shortened season. It's amazing. Are you going to dare me to do this another night? No. What, the point is this I would even, another No, I, would, I don't dare you. I encourage you. <laughs> okay. I absolutely, I live for it. We used to do, I used to do this all the time. Like when we went to Memphis, we used to always have Elvis songs inside broadcasts. Yeah, we did, didn't we? But, you know, he don't travel anymore, so therefore it seems weird to do it now. Anyway. Well, not to the most. I, I'm curious. How many segments do you have to fill tonight? Well, let's see. Five. Wow. Well, we better let you go. Wow. because uh, <laughs> it, It'll be your turn to watch the baby when you get home. That's a fact. I, I no, got, that's I a great point. I tell you what, you're going to earn your money tonight. Yeah, that's a great you can point. Buy, Quite honestly, if you can find five interesting different segments to talk about out of this one tonight. Good luck. We might dedicate one entire segment, just play a Pointer Sisters compilation. Right. Hey, <laughs> we're all playing Tech Mobile. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Bo, uh, Bo Jackson, unstoppable um, in Unless game. LT got him first. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm glad. Jake, how old are you? Uh, 39, but yeah, I How played a lot of Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl. I'd say I played more Tecmo Super Bowl than Tecmo Bowl, but I, I, was, a, I was a fan of both versions. Okay. The so. one that I, really shows your age, and I just want anyone to tweet me who's, well, of our seven that are listening. Um, did anyone play in television? Oh, yeah, I did. Nine, that was the nine, best baseball. 9927 was like an unstoppable play, or 9312. You ran the option play to the bottom and ran the, the receiver to the top, and then if the defense went down with you, threw the pass up top and ran. I loved in television. It was, at the time, was so, so so cool. I want everyone to know that we didn't have one Euro. We did not. We had one, but you didn't. You missed I didn't it. do anything about it? Yeah, you didn't do anything. I thought, I, you, I thought Ron was going to say we did not have one video game when I was going out. <laughs> <laughs> but they had we a did. really good basketball <laughs> team. Yeah. Um, you know what's really funny about that is I was going to do bingo on a Euro foul, and I got concerned that the game would be such a blowout that nobody would commit a Euro foul. <laughs> so I didn't do it. Oh, man. Uh, well... Gentlemen, uh, I like hey, Booter's, Jake, Booter's you, point. Let's. Do you uh, know what's interesting about the Eurofoul? 
<laughs> no, David, tell me, please. No, no, I'll save it for another oh, day. Oh, thank you. Thank you both. Hey, appreciate the congratulations. That's nice of you guys. Oh, that's right. You didn't do anything. Congratulations to your wife. <laughs> that's true. Good point. All right. The, you're final. 124 to 116. Jazz beat the Rockets. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, one twenty four to one sixteen is your final. Jazz beat the Houston Rockets. Coach a game that really wasn't even that close. Uh, let me let me double check this. I believe Houston finished the game on a fourteen zero run. Uh, where this was a game the Rockets really just didn't stand a chance. Last I, just like the last time we saw Houston, they they play hard. These are a bunch of guys who are trying to put some stuff on film and and to make it, and they they. Just play like a team that's under-talented but that is going to go out and give it 100%. And uh, at times they reeled the Jazz back in, but when the Jazz were focused, they, they made light work of the Rockets. They play like a – like, and I, I mean this as a compliment, like the way they attack you enti- the entire game is like a college team. You know, like they are – they're young, hungry, like you said, trying to, trying to make an impact. But uh, their effort it was really good. Um, you know, the Jazz did exactly what – they needed to do win the game and uh you know it, it got interesting there late but uh had they had built up good enough lead they were fine i mean look at uh take Kenyon martin jr for instance who finished the game with 27 points 11 of 19 shooting 10 boards had just a fantastic game i mean uh, this is a guy who is a rookie was undrafted uh he's just trying to play his way into a role on a team and it's not every day that uh that that you get handed an opportunity to go out and play some major minutes i mean i remember our good friend Britton johnson talking about when he got picked up by the pacers after the malice at the palace and uh you know take advantage of who cares the reason you're getting the opportunity go out there and play as hard as you can play for the next team you're going to be on yeah, I like Martin's game. You know, it's interesting because he's had like that audition all year long, and I think he's a guy who, um, you know, definitely raised some eyebrows. Make the shot from the perimeter. He got nice attack skills. He's tough, really physical, and can kind of uh, deliver a blow. I think the guy's pretty good. Absolutely, I think there are a couple players with some potential. They're just not going to win a whole lot of NBA games right now. It's just not going to happen. Well, one and what they've won one in their last ten. I mean, it's crazy. Crazy thing is they did beat the Bucks. Um, which, you know, you sit there and wonder how that could happen. But uh, they play hard, and, you know, some nights they make more shots than others. But uh, that, that was surprising. That that was the team they beat. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Monday night. The Jazz will take on the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some postgame sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down as the Jazz beat the Rockets tonight, 124 to 116, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight, 124 to 116 over the Houston Rockets. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Let's get into your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, Jazz tonight shot 52.9% from the field. They were 15 to 38 from three, 39.5%. Led by George Niang, tying his career high with 24 points for George. Clarkson had 21 coming in off the bench. Bogdanovich with 20. Joe Ingles with 14. Rudy finished the night uh, with 13 points, 14 rebounds, and three block shots. Rudy, uh, of course, consistently great. Uh, for the Rockets, they were led by uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. He had 27 points. Uh, Tate with, uh, or actually, let's see here, uh, Thomas also had 27 coming in off the bench. Um, Jeffries had 17. Tate had 13, as I mentioned. And Brooks had 15 coming in off the bench. So uh, the Rockets getting actually some good play from a few of their guys as, uh, again, this is a team that plays very hard. Yeah, I'm really impressed with, you know, if you look at what this team is looking at, 16 wins on the season, they can see the barn, right? 
and, and the fact that they're continuing to play this hard, it really is impressive. And uh, they have some nice young guys. Uh, a long way to go, obviously, to be competitive, but they also have a ton of guys sitting out, um, you know, that could really impact and help. Uh, on the Jazz side, felt like that, uh, you know, one guy that I, uh, I, I neglected Joe Ingles in the last postgame, so I want to start with him because he had 14 points, seven assists, um, you know, had some turnovers late, but uh, in the guts of the game, I, w- I looked and he had six assists, one turnover. So some of those turnovers kind of came late um, for Joe. But I, I thought, again, for the amount of pressure that, that Houston put on the Jazz and the way he handled it, it was really uh, a nice night for him. Yeah, he, uh, you know, Joe Clarkson and Bogdanovich, uh, I can't remember if we were talking this pregame on the air or off the air. I think it was off the air. But, I mean, the the Jazz are going to get what they're going to get from Donovan, and it's going to be good. And they're going to get what they're going to get from Rudy, and it's going to be good. And, and Mike Conley is certainly key. But those three guys are going to be the ones that, that really put them over the top come playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're, like you said, how do you game plan for for this? And that's where this this little section of the season can almost be looked at where these guys, uh, you know, Clarkson, Bogdanovich, and Ingles had a real impact every single night on the outcome of games. And they, you know, knows, know what it feels like to have to make big shots and make big plays. And I, I think that's the piece of this that I'm intrigued to see. You know, Donovan gets back, Mike gets get back, and they're good. They're healthy, you know, and these other guys kind of with renewed confidence. Absolutely, and that's the key to go into the playoffs, playing with confidence and playing your best. And in some of those big-time games, they're going to need confident big-time performances by guys other than Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I I think the series last year against Denver gets made too much of, personally. I think the bubble was a weird uh, environment that produced a lot of weird results. And for the, the Nuggets to come back down 3-1 in two consecutive series is just ludicrous. I mean, that that alone should tell you that there was something wonky uh, going on in the bubble. But, I mean, you look at the Jazz, who basically had the Nuggets beat and, and did so without Bogdanovich and in a in a weird situation, and everybody came away from that saying, oh, Denver was the superior team. I, I really never thought that, and I think we're seeing why. I mean, if the Jazz get contributions from all of their guys, I mean, th- that's not something that Denver has. And then if you're a really good defensive team on the other side, I mean, that's the, the complete team you need to contend. And, and those... You know, the guys that I feel like Denver really misses, and it goes to your point in the pregame about uh, Denver's defense, is uh, Craig and uh, and Jeremy Grant. You yep. know, those two guys are not with them anymore, and, and I feel like those two guys really were able to be kind of defensive guys on the perimeter, and they just don't have that. So, yeah, interesting. Interesting um, the way this it's all played out, but uh, the Jazz and the Nuggets, you know, those two teams – or two of the best in the league, and that all kind of started there in the bubble. Look at what Jeremy Grant's doing in Detroit. I mean, He's that unbelievable, guy, that, man. That was an under-talked-about story in the offseason, them losing Jeremy Grant. Hey, Aaron Gordon, fine player. I'd still take Jeremy Grant 10 out of 10 times. Oh, I would too. There, there's no question. He, That guy is hes the real McCoy. Yeah. I, I love his game. Not to get bogged down on the Nuggets. That was now two games ago. Let's, uh, should, okay. we, yeah. should we hear from the coach? Let's go uh, down to the media room and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. We'll go with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hugh, it seemed like there were kind of long stretches where the offense wasn't as precise as maybe you wanted it to be and the transition defense was not executing. Um, obviously, you, you weren't really ever in a ton of danger, but how do you feel about kind of the execution overall tonight? Well... You know, we knew tonight it was going to be, you know, the type of the game as it was where that um, they're going to run and they're going to play hard. And, you know, you, you mentioned a couple of things that I think were true. Um, but I think we also, you know, I, I, I like that we dug in, particularly at the beginning of the game in the beginning of the third quarter. And then, you know, it, it's it, sometimes it's emotional, it's mental and it's physical. And, you know, I think it'll be good for us. This is our last back to back. Um, you know, when a team is, you know, playing as small as they are and they're athletic and they're switching one through five, pick and roll, I thought it was a, you know, opportunity for us to get better against playing against that defense. And um, that can make you stagnant, um, particularly if you're not running. 
And to the extent that when we got to continue to get out and transition, um, you know, that's our, that can be our best offense, you know, but I think I said the third quarter, giving up a 23 point quarter was, I don't know, out of, out of halftime, you know, I, I thought that was really good. And then we just, would, you know, you get a lead, you, you let up a little bit and it's human nature. Um, but I thought we did a really good job fighting it, particularly on the heels of a really emotional game last night. Next up, Tony Jones, the athletic. Wanted to uh, to ask you about that switching defense. Um, you know, you said it was a, a good chance to to play against uh, to play against that. I mean, is it even a better chance to play against that when you don't have Mike and you don't have Donovan, who are two two of your more dynamic isolation guys, and to kind of force uh, some guys who wouldn't normally be in that position to kind of step out of their comfort zone off the dribble a little bit. Um, yes. And also, you know, I, I think if someone, first of all, we, we've seen, we've seen one through five black a lot this year. Um, you know, usually not with a team, as I said, that's as small and as quick as they are. Um, but actually, you know, I mentioned the transition defense. The thing that, that people want is for you to fall into isolation. And, you know, if you feel like you have a matchup, um, it, it's isolation in the sense that um, you can create, and it doesn't always mean you're you're creating a shot for yourself. And you know that that's one of the things we've been able to do. And if you run, um, you know, we talk about attacking, switching um, by attacking initially, you know, and then there's an after action. But the initial action is where, you know, I, I thought that we got better during the course of the game, and. You know, it's hard to roll, you know, if 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 it's that physical, you know, and, and that's something, you know, that, that impacts um, the game, you know, and our, our bigs being able to roll and roll cleanly um, or roll quickly. And, you know, there's things we can do against that. But oftentimes when the game's like that, um, you just got to move it. And if you move it side to side, you get a chance to, to drive closeouts and, in isolation, if you, you go by somebody, there's a good chance, you know, because they're shifted so much, you're going to get, you know, another opportunity. I thought George did a really good job of that tonight, you know, being ready to shoot. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of little things in that. I mean, I think every time we used a ball fake, um, we got something good. Every time we, you know, just fundamental stuff, when we pivoted in the lane, we were able to find people. So, um, yes, you know, Donovan and Mike, you know, their quickness and ability to get by, is you know obviously really important to us um but i think you know we all um, can understand how we want to attack that defense too and you don't you know you don't get to do that unless you see it so our ability to recognize you know switching blitzing bigs that are dropped at the rim teams that are pulling in from the three-point line teams that are staying with shooters all that in the half court is negated if we're able to run last question andy larson salt lake tribune when you mentioned it is the last back-to-back -back for your team, how fatigued do you think you guys are right now? And, uh, you know, to what extent did the additional, uh, I guess, effort given by Joe Ingles, Bogey, without Donovan and Mike kind of add to that? Well, you know, Bogey being as aggressive, you know, as he's been, you know, obviously coming off last night. And, you know, I thought, you know, Trent's, Trent hasn't been with us long. He's a rookie. You know, he's absorbing minutes. And, you know, in Joe's case, you know, we, we've tried to manage it. Um, but it's it's towards the end of the year where I think, you know, fatigue is real. Um, but, again, it's it's the nature of, of this season. And, you know, we'll do as good a job as we can trying to get rest and, you know, take opportunities when, when we can. I, like I said, I think – you know, I think it's also emotional and mental. And when you get fatigued, you, you know, you fight, fight all that stuff. So good opportunity for us to, you know, get the back-to-backs behind us right now. And, you know, we also will have, you know, a good chance to, I think, um, recuperate before, you know, we get into the playoffs. You know, we've qualified and all that, as everyone knows. So the way the playoff format is at this year, we also have a chance to hopefully get fresh. All right, that's all for tonight. Thank you, Coach. Yep. There you go. That's Jazz head coach.
Quinn Snyder, uh, touching on a number of different things. Um, I thought it was interesting. I think Tony Jones asked him about the switching defense, and I think that's something that, uh, well, the Jazz have certainly seen with the Rockets over the years, but we'll see more of during the playoffs. And I thought Coach Snyder talked, uh, uh, had some interesting comments on how to attack it. Talk about what he had to say there, Tim. Well, I think that what he, he was trying to emphasize is, you know, they do – uh, when teams are, are quick like that and they're small and they switch everything, it really kind of gums everything up. And the way that that Houston was affecting the Jazz more than anything tonight was on the switch and the, on Rudy's role and then really physically um, impeding his role. And I think what the adjustment they made at halftime is they just told Rudy, you've got to roll really hard, create contact because they have to call a foul. And, you know, you saw that a couple of different times in the second half where that got called. I thought that was a nice adjustment, um, but it's a little bit different. And um, like one piece I loved is, you know, you, you move the ball, you get an advantage. Um, and then that player, you know, is their job's really to create an isolation, to drive the ball and try to read. Uh, you see Clarkson do this a lot. He'll drive it right to the to the middle of the floor. If nobody comes, he's kind of on his own to play. If somebody comes, you know, he, he can move it, and, and that's the way they want to play. So uh, some pretty interesting things there on scheme. And talked about how they missed Donovan and Mike Conley because when they're in the isolation, got to have somebody that's going to beat the other guy, and that's not something that this uh, roster that we saw t- tonight uh, is particularly good at. And that's where, of course, they missed two of their very best players. And Donovan, for sure. I mean, Donovan and Mike are the two guys who really can create a shot for themselves, you know, along with Clarkson. Um, but I, I, that's where, you know, Joe has done such a great job. Trent Forrest is in a nice job managing some of the, the load of, of handling the ball and making decisions. And then coach mentioned the playoff scenario. The Jazz are now guaranteed uh, a top two seed in the West uh, with the win tonight. So regardless, they'll be getting a little bit of extra rest waiting for those uh, play in scenarios to uh, to uh, take shape. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's a time to look at both for rest and then some rejuvenation as a group, you know, getting the gym together, uh, have some time to actually work together and not have to play four games a week. All right, your final tonight, Jazz beat the Rockets 124-116. to 116. We'll get you more sound coming up right around the corner. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller's Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll have more for you straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz win tonight, 124 116 over the Houston Rockets. Let's get to your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Tonight, points in the paint. Jazz outscored the Rockets 56 to 46. And that means that's good. Well, the Jazz shot 38 threes, which is a little bit fewer. Than yeah, that's four or five, so that would make sense. And they did a nice job of attacking the paint um, and driving the pressure and hitting Rudy on mismatches. Bogdanovich, for example, uh, only took four threes tonight, one for four, but he took 16 field goals. So, you know, maybe an example of trying to get more going to the Go into the bucket. Uh, and the, the Rockets, honestly, this well, this version of the Rockets is is undersized. So maybe something you would expect. They had a guy out there six four guarding Rudy at times. That was that was crazy. And I still think that teams should never be able to get away with doing something like that. But you know, the the switchy defense makes it a little tough. Yeah, it does. It's it's something too that if you kind of let it go and then it becomes a thing. Um, you know, I, I do like the counter. I, I think that was a, definitely by design that Rudy rolled a little bit harder and created yep. contact, obvious contact. All right, let's get some more post-game sound going. Let's go back to the media room and hear from Joe Ingalls. All right, we'll go ahead and get started here. We'll start with Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, that was the last back-to-back of the season. Kind of how fatigued are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm not too bad. Um, obviously, we've the, the, the few of us have played a little bit more. Um, obviously, with with start with the guy the Donovan and, and Mike out, so um, no, not not too bad. Um, 
would have been nice to keep the lead for a bit longer and um, get out a little earlier. Um, but they're, they're a team that, that plays extremely hard for 48 minutes and um, we gave up some, I gave up some, some shitty turnovers at the end there, but um, yeah, no, not, not too bad. I mean, we've, I don't even know how many we've got left, but only a few left here and um, we just want to obviously keep getting better, um, keep playing the way we want to play heading into to the playoffs now. Next up, Matthew Coles, AP. How important was it for you to get George's offense tonight? He was uh, good on some of those volleyball and then also on the threes. If you want my honest opinion, I didn't think about George one time heading into the game. Um, I mean, he he plays the right way regardless of like if he's starting or playing his regular role in um, coming off the bench. Um, uh, I think this this last week or two, whatever it's been, obviously, I mean, he's always confident. I don't want to say he's not confident, but just just being out there a bit more, um, getting some more opportunity, and he's he's taken advantage of it. So um, it, it makes it easier for myself and JC and Boyan when we're creating when then they don't want to leave George basically wherever he is on the floor. So um, he, he's been making those shots, and then. He, he's got better and better at that uh, that kind of go and catch and, and getting on the rim and finishing. So, um, but honestly, I yeah, I didn't think about him one time. Hey, I, I know I know he's going to be in the right spot at the right time. Um, I know if I get in the lane and I keep to the corner, he's going to be somewhere in that in that area, and he'll definitely shoot it. So it's a uh, it's a it's a good look for us um, when he's out there playing like that with confidence. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. So you mentioned that, you know, there were some, it would have been nice to have the lead longer to extend it out a little bit. Um, some guys wind up playing some extra minutes as a result. How do you feel about the execution overall? Just obviously you guys are on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Last night was kind of an emotional win. Uh, how much do you worry about those little execution issues on a night like tonight, given those circumstances? Um, I mean, I'm not going to, disrespect or discredit what they did tonight either like they they play like i said they play extremely hard obviously they're in a tough position i think that's seven guys suit up or something like maybe eight um some young guys obviously a lot of their main guys were out tonight um like yeah there's, there's things we can we can do better and fix but um uh, part of it too is like i said they, they play they play hard as hell um they're some guys are probably, I don't know if they're contracted, they're, they're playing for contracts, they're playing for jobs and, and Coach Silas and, and his group's got them, got them playing the right way and playing extremely hard. So um, can't obviously discredit anything they've done, but um, yeah, I mean, it was, we had a, like you said, a, a, a good win last night. Um, I, I think tonight was a, a good win too. We, First time in a little time we've played against a kind of that real kind of switching where they've just purely switched one through five basically throughout the game. Um, I think we got better as a game went on until those last few minutes where they they hit a few threes. We had a few turnovers. Uh, um, if I'm a bit better with the ball, we probably don't have to worry about. It. You probably wouldn't even have that question to be honest. So um, yeah, it was it was a good win. They were both two two good wins in a row. Um, again, we'll go and. We'll go and watch film, no doubt, and um, and get ready for the next one. All right, last question from Maxime Lagorge, the free agent out of France. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you explain the different difficulties at the beginning of every game? You you always have troubles in defense at the beginning of the game. Uh, I thought we were really good at it. We're up fifteen in the first quarter. Um, I thought we started off really well. Um, we executed against their switching defense, um, which we obviously talked and, and planned about. Uh, we probably executed better than we, we we thought we would, but we 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 got a good lead at the start there. And uh, like I said, they 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 play hard. They figured th things out. Um, I mean, they shot fifty something threes last game. I don't know what they shot tonight, but it felt like a lot. Um, and they made a lot. Uh, I think the third, start of the third quarter, we came out the right way <coughs> um, and got a bit of a lead and then we we're able to kind of break it open a little bit. But um, yeah, we've, like I said, we've, we've just got to keep 
keep getting better and better as the, the year, well, as the year kind of winds down now and um, get ready, recover, get ready for the next one. And um, yeah, that's about it. All right. That's all for tonight. Thank you, Joe. All right. There you go. That's uh, Joe Ingalls. And, uh, you know, one thing he talked about there, I'm glad he, he stuck up for the Rockets a little bit where he said, give him credit because they really play. I think his, his, uh, his words were hard as hell. And the Rockets did. And, and they are guys out there playing for opportunity and uh, trying to take advantage of getting an opportunity. And I, I certainly felt like that was the case in the fourth quarter. You got to have mad respect for a team that really is getting blown out in the fourth. They've got nothing to play for. They're headed for, you know, lottery town. And uh, there are a bunch of guys that are out there still fighting and trying to bring it back. Yeah, they're, they they do play hard. They play uh, really focused, hard basketball. Like Joe said, they play fast, and they shoot a lot of threes. So it kind of makes the game interesting, uh, long shots, long rebounds. But the Jazz did a better job starting that third quarter of eliminating transition as an issue. And once they did that, that's kind of when they were able to wrestle that game away from, from Houston. Jazz had 28 assists on 45 made field goals. Tonight. You got to love that number. And That's and how about we got uh, international, like a Australia-France thing brewing between Maxine Gorgeous of the free agent and Joe Ingles. Well, I can see almost like a pay-per-view wrestling thing in the offseason. Gorgeous v. Ingles. Gorgeous came out a little little aggressive about the, about the defense <laughs> in the first quarter. Joe, Joe was saying, hey, I thought we played pretty well. We were up 15 in the first quarter. But, of course, uh, they ended up, uh, what What did you say? They were tied to 32. 32 all at the end of the first. That's so probably they, what he was referring that's to. That's probably what Gorgeous was getting at. But, uh, but yeah, he's coming out swinging. Saying, I, hey, I mean, he's a passionate jazz fan over there. It's a free agent. <laughs> What's up with the weak D in the first quarter, Joe? Come on. Yeah, and Get Joe together actually, out there. Joe's actually fought for for uh, somebody to give him a contract. He jokes with him that he's at the free agent, and he's like, "Somebody give this man a contract a couple times." So I mean, you know, maybe maybe Joe's gonna bristle here at the at the shots fired from Lagorge. I'll tell you what, and I mean this in all seriousness, it it has been cool having kind of the international flair to some of these. I love it. Interviews. It's been yeah. really neat. I, I said this, uh, I was talking to somebody about this uh, off the air that, you know, you, you wonder in society after the, the COVID-19 pandemic, what's going to stick around, what's going to fade, what what are the lasting impacts going to be? I would guess we have these press conferences, these post-game media availability. I, I bet you they're Zoom from here on out because I bet you the NBA loves it, getting the international press involved and, and uh, being able to cover the games from afar. Oh, for sure. I think that and it's just logistically uh, a little bit easier now that that's done you don't have to have as many people you know present and uh, yeah i think it's a great idea yep uh speaking of that should we hear some more please all right let's go back to the media room and hear from george niang uh we'll have our first question from eric walden salt lake tribune hey george so um tonight was your guys's last back-to-back set of the season um probably wound up having to play maybe a few more minutes than you would have expected just given, you know, how much the Rockets were able to stay in it. Uh, what's kind of the general fatigue level at right now and um, how much does that factor into, you know, some of the execution issues that you guys had tonight? Uh, you know, after an emotional night, uh, like last night, you know, these are what we call an NBA trap game. So whenever you can get out of it and win, I think you, you try just to look at the next day um, you know, get your rest um, when you travel, you know, get your recovery. And obviously we have a big game coming up against the Warriors. Um, obviously you could tell with how we were playing, we were um, fatigued, but, you know, we pushed through guys are, you know, working really hard and it's the end of the year. And, but I think at the end of the day, we, we have an end goal in mind and that's obviously to be number one, not at the end of the season and at the end of the playoffs. And, and that's our goal. Next up, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. George, we uh, we see Mike and Don on the sidelines and everything, but I'm just wondering kind of what their mood has been. Obviously, I guess that they you know they wish they could be out there, but what have they been in high spirits while they've been out, and what's been the situation? I mean, they're well rested. They have a lot of energy running around the facility and during games, so their, their spirits have been great. I mean, you're talking about two of you know stand-up guys in the NBA. So those guys 
they they're not like me where you know i'm up down up down they're they're just steady high energy uh you know great vibes um a lot of positive energy and that's what we need and and i think it's been huge and both of them well mike has done it for a long time but donovan you know pulls guys to the side when he sees something that you know could help them and help us win out there and those guys have been instrumental you know even though they're on the sideline uh, with helping us win games all right matt cole's ap is up next today you had it going offensively and it looked like uh you even had a few things to say to the opposition when you hit that last three to get your uh to match your career high what was going on that what was working for you and 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 what precipitated that technical uh matthew um i'm not sure that we know each other great quite yet but you know i'm i'm a a good individual i usually hold my emotions in i just happen to lose my cool that's not who i am or aspire to be um no i, I mean there had something happened i thought he had brushed me in the face on purpose so i told him that he was too late like he wasn't going to get to my shot anyway and mark davis decided that that was uh worthy of a technical i understand it's a taunting so there's really um nothing more that i can say about it because i don't want to get fined again but um i think you know guys like joe rudy did a great job of manipulating you know houston's ability to switch one through five whether it was rudy slipping to the rim or joe pulling up from three or, or kicking to the weak side corner um it allowed us to get off a ton of threes and then when they were trying to press out on us when we were shooting threes we were getting you know layups at the rim all right next up andy larson salt lake tribune hey george kind of a two-part question you said you're fatigued you're tired how tired are you and then kind of where does that affect your game you know as a team especially um you know i, I would say we're fatigued um but uh, that shouldn't change the outcome you know of, of what we're what we're striving for i think the biggest thing for us is you saw a lot of mental mistakes right we turn the ball over that's not something that we tend to do and i think sometimes uh down the stretch when we turn the ball over that's kind of where the fatigue kind of sets in it's the attention to detail and you know with i think it's five games left you, you really you really got to hone in on that and you can't afford to have too many of those lapses especially you know with our schedule coming up with golden state portland you know and then the last two with uh, okc and sacramento so that's four games right four yeah sorry um i didn't get a degree in in math in college all right last question ben anderson ksl sports andy did get a math degree so he's got us all covered uh george there we go <laughs> Well, you guys have won the most games of anybody on the second night of back-to-backs now in the NBA. What's the mental toughness? How was that factored into this year? And how has it grown since you've been on the team that's kind of allowed you guys to withstand stuff, especially a crazy season like this? Uh, ben, uh, you know, last year we put ourselves in a tough position, you know, um, with – I don't want to say being a six seed or, you know, whatever it is. And I think going into this year, we really realized, you know, where were we dropping games and, you know, not having the most focus and losing games where we should win. And I think going into this year is a big emphasis on our defense and, you know, winning the games that we're supposed to win and being and going in and competing at a high level and in those high level games that just like last night. So I think there was an emphasis on, you know, whether it was back to backs or, you know, uh, last games of road trips where, you know, this off season, you know, we get into the little time that we had with OTAs where, you know, you're, you're doing that last sprint and, and coaches are emphasizing, well, this is, you know, when you got to take it to the next level and, and win those games. Cause you know, now those games end up mattering where you dropped one early in the season to a team you shouldn't have dropped one to. And now it's messing up with seeding. So I think, you know, we really focused on that um, this off season with, you know, coach really drilling attention to detail. And I think that kind of simplifies it, you know, just having attention to detail, knowing that this is a back to back, you know, guys, legs are tired, you know, and getting out to a good start. Those things are important. All right. That's it. Thank you, George. George Niang ties his career high tonight, 24 points to lead the jazz in scoring nine of 12 shooting six of eight from three, two rebounds, two assists, two steals for George Niang, who, 
Um, yeah, I think we knew, Tim, well, we definitely knew that he was going to be a contributor to this team. He was a contributor to the team last year. But, man, he's played his way into really a, a key a key cog. And uh, certainly with uh, Donovan and Mike Conley missing this stretch, um, he's he's been great uh, stepping into the starting lobby. You heard Joe Ingles giving props uh, when he was talking uh, earlier. And, you know, George is, is talking about making the most out of opportunity. He's certainly done that. He's he's been great. Uh, I think Joe gave him the best compliment, just saying that you know you do not worry about George Niang. He's going to do everything the way you're supposed to do it. Um, you know he's got a great attitude. Um, he he he's got a, enough swagger, you know, and toughness to get a technical for talking to somebody. Uh, but at the same time, you know, is steady enough that you can put him in and really have him just play whatever role you need. I think it's interesting the last 10 games he's shot 45 percent from three um and again he's not only like a key cog but he he, he adds just another dimension uh, a, a big guy that can bring another big guy away from the basket and shoot it and and drive it and make plays and i think that uh george has been another just one of the great success stories development wise the staff can can kind of show mark miller subaru is utah's only negotiation free subaru retailer the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 124 to 116 is your final. Coming up next, we'll get you more sound from the locker room. We'll also get you some stat nuggets as well as the Jazz win. 124-116 on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombs, brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. 124 to 116 is your final. It is time for the Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, as usual, Rudy Gobert with 14 boards. Two offensive rebounds tonight for Rudy to go along with 13 points and three block shots. I actually didn't look at this. Did we, did we have any other masters of the glass while I was out? Yeah, it seems like we did um, one night, but I can't remember. I don't know. They all run together, Lundy. They do all run together. That is true. But, um, no, I, I know with hands because he messed up the the line to give it to me to sneeze, you know. Oh, did he? yeah. It was just not, it didn't flow like it's you and I. All, it's all right. We can forgive Hans. He's, you know, he's filling it. He's in. a big lug. He, <laughs> Hans is great. Jazz actually out-rebounded uh, the Rockets tonight, 49-40. to 40. So uh, continue to be a fairly dominant uh, rebounding team, which, again, is is one of the big surprises to me. I didn't think they'd be a bad rebounding team, but certainly wouldn't predict them to be the best in the NBA. Royce is a huge part of that. Um, and I think Boyan's. Uh, done a better job of of prioritizing it here in the second half of the season. He had five tonight, but beyond that, I think everybody just does a little bit, right? Um, I mean, probably the one that jumps off at you in 21 minutes. Trent Forrest had six. Uh, it's nice to see a guy like that um, contribute. But uh, it, it was it's a gang. They do it together, and Rudy usually leads the charge. All right, let's get some more post game sound for you. Let's go back to the media room and hear from Jordan Clarkson. All right, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Desert News. Hey, Jordan. Uh, since Donovan and Mike have been sidelined, um, the way that George described it, they've kind of been like a couple of assistant coaches over there on the sideline. Is that how you've experienced and what have they been like? Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of communication, a lot of talking that they've been doing. Um, Don today sat on the bench and uh, was talking to the invisible team like he was coach, uh, like drawing them plays. Uh, but no, he's been all of them, both both of them just been talking a lot, uh, communicating, um, telling us what they see on the floor, especially with me. Um, you know, coach been having me bring the ball up to court sometimes. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of um, uh, kind of lost minded sometimes on what to call and what plays and stuff. So. Uh, those guys are always there to help and, uh, you know, tell me what they see. So it's it's been uh, a good little experience for them to see how the flow of the game is going too. 
Eric Weldon, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Jordan, so you guys are down to four games left left in the season. Tonight was the final back to back. Um, coming off a you know tough win last night, how much of what happened tonight, you know, kind of the little miscues in execution, do you attribute just to you know fatigue at this point of the season, and and how much are things that you feel like um, need to be cleaned up a little bit? Um. I mean, like you said, this season period has been tough. You know, a lot of uh, game, day, game, back-to-back -back game. You know, we, we definitely fatigued, but that's not nothing that we really looked at. You know, we tried to, um, you know, fight through that. After a big win, you know, kind of got a little, like, I don't know if you want to call it a hangover, but you really, like, we put a lot of energy into that game, uh, wanted to win. And then coming in, this is how, you know, sometimes you slip up on games. And you lose these sometimes. Um, you see, they was in the game with us, a uh, majority of it. Uh, we're playing hard and and uh, you know making shots and and defending. So um, it's definitely something we just had to really uh, fight through mentally um, and just keep pushing and uh, doing what we do. Um, continue to communicate defensively, and you know that's how we we uh, stuck out this win. But. You know, I ain't gonna lie to you. This this season has been uh, grueling and tiring, but it is what it is. We came here to work. Uh, this is what we're doing, and uh, you know, we're trying to put out wins uh, when we step on the floor. Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Uh, Jordan, kind of following up on that, you guys get kind of a nice long break with the play-in tournament before the playoffs start. Are you looking forward to that, or are you looking forward to the playoffs starting? Uh, I'm looking forward for the playoffs starting. Uh, but the break is going to be nice, you know, being able to get your body right, uh, knowing that you got to turn up the intensity, knowing that we got to put more time in, knowing that we got to, you know, go to the next level. Uh, feel like it's a level that, you know, we trying to find and get that identity as a team. You know, we've uh, been at the top all year in the regular season, but uh, I feel like it's another level, another notch that we got to turn it up uh, once playoffs come to, to be that championship team that we want to be. Um, and it all starts with, you know, playing with, at that level. Um, you know, winning a championship doesn't start from, um, you know, just coming in and saying that we're going to win a championship. It's got to, you got to put the extra time in and, and do what you got to do. I never won one, but I've been to a finals and I know that all those dudes were locked in. Uh, they had us all locked in. So um, it's another level that we got to reach to get to that point. All right. That's all the time we have. Thanks so much for joining us, Jordan. Have a good night. Man, Jordan Clarkson's uh, post-game interviews are always the best. Uh, Clarkson tonight, 8 of 18, 21 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. Uh, talking there about the end there, going into the playoffs, Ben Anderson asked him a question about looking forward to the rest or looking forward to the playoffs starting. I do think the Jazz can certainly benefit from the rest. That'll be an interesting component that the, the teams don't usually get going into the playoffs, and particularly... Uh, you and I were talking off the air about how many games and how many nights and how it's just come so fast and furious this year. That could really make a big difference, having having that week to recoup and practice and uh, and rest a little bit. I think that's I think that's why this you know this has not been a huge urgency, um, you know, and they really can take their time with Donovan and Mike because uh, the team's playing well enough, but they also um, you know they know they've got that time kind of built in that's not typically there. And they'll certainly use that to their advantage. Let's take a look at your three-point feature, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Let me get the box score back up here. Uh, Jazz tonight from three were 15 of 38, 39.5%. They were led by George Niang, six of eight tonight for George. Uh, Royce O'Neal was three for six. Joe Ingles, two for six. Uh, Matt Thomas, one for three, coming in off the bench. And then uh, let's see here. That was and Bogdanovich went uh, one for four. He had a couple of offers in, in Trent Forest, over three, and Mie Oni, over one. But uh, you know, thirty-eight. This seems so weird to say. Thirty-eight attempts, actually, a little bit low for what you used to see in the Jazz put up. Yeah, we're used to seeing the number up there like 40, 40 to forty-five um, nightly, and we've actually hit fifty plus a few times. So. Uh, definitely something that's kind of exciting, but as we've said, uh, you can kind of tell how the other teams guarding the Jazz by the by that number. 
Man, six of eight from George Niang. How about that guy? He's he's at a great level right now. You know, you talk about different things that kind of spark a guy's career, you know, getting put in the starting lineup on a, a team that's trying to hold off uh, a very good Phoenix team at the number one seed in the West. And George isn't just coming in and, and kind of holding ground. He's actually improving his game, and he's making the guys around him better. And that's what great players do. Yeah, certainly what George is doing right now. All right, should we get to uh, some of our stat nuggets here from our friend uh, Tyson Ewing? Let's see. Let's, let's do that. I, I do, do need to apologize to Tyson because, you know, he typically sends those to you. He sent them to me, and you know, I wasn't necessarily driving the boat, you know. So uh, while I tried furiously to get him in and give him mentions and such, I'm just not as good as you at it. So anyway, Tyson, we appreciate you. And uh, Jake's back, and we'll read these. Well, sometimes it, it helps when you're leading. You can just kind of decide what goes in. So, you know, no problem. And didn't have to uh, react off somebody. You just wedge them right on in there. Like, eh, I'm going to go right here. We're going to do it. Uh, Tyson, of course, uh, does stats for the television broadcast at, uh, for AT&T Sportsnet. We got a chance to walk in the building tonight with uh, our guy Tyson. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2 at T-Y-E-W-I-N-G-2. Uh, let's start this off. Uh, the Jazz are now 12-2 and two and 9-0 and oh at home on the second night, uh, second game of a back-to-back, which is a league best, by the way. That says a lot. That does say a lot. Uh, the Jazz hit 15 threes for the 48th time this season. That is the second most 15-plus three-point games in NBA history. 48. 48. That's why it seems like old hat. That's amazing. You know, because we're just sitting here, like, seeing that nearly every night that's crazy all right let's see tonight was the 10th time this season uh the jazz have shot 90 percent or better from the free throw line that is second most in a season in franchise history behind their very first season in utah in 1979 wow that's amazing got some shooters on this club well bogdanovich going to the line more certainly helps because that guy is uh, nails uh from the stripe uh, speaking of Boyan Bogdanovich, he has scored 20-plus in seven consecutive games. That is a career high for him. He has scored 197 points over his last seven games. Only, only Donovan Mitchell has scored more points in a seven-game span for the Jazz since Darren Williams in 2009. Think about that for a second, what you just said. I mean, to have that guy, he he's kind of your third option. Go figure. I mean, it's, it's, that's, we talk all the time about the depth and talent on this team. That, that speaks to it right there. Yeah, and that he's capable of putting up that kind of production. Exactly. That's uh, that, that's amazing. As your two, three, maybe four option, depending on what lineup that's he's, right. he's out totally. there with. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's move on to Rudy. Uh, when Rudy was on the floor, the Jazz shot 33 of 53. That's 62%. With him off the floor, they shot 12 of 32, 38%. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, you know, respecting the role, causing spacing issues, things like that, getting better shots. Um, that's, but that is an interesting one for sure. All right, George Niang tied his career high with 24 points and hit six three-pointers for the third time of his career and this season. Got to get George past 24 points one of these nights. Well, he's got four more games to do it this season. Who was it that was stuck forever? It was Joe. He couldn't yeah, break his yeah. career At high and finally got it. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, George has scored 59 points over his last four games, the most he's ever scored in his career in a four-game span. I love this dude, man. Seriously. I, he's just he's a humble guy, accepts whatever, does whatever he can to help the team, and now you know an opportunity to start is just crushing it. And finally, one more from uh, from George. When George scores 10-plus points, the Jazz are 18-1 and one this season. So that's our new barometer. That's the one I'm going to watch now. Let George cook. Let him get out there and do his thing. Jordan Clarkson did have only three rebounds tonight, so he didn't qualify. And the 10-0 run thing got a little loose a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we've kind of lost track. We lost that one. That's all right. Big thanks to Tyson Ewing. Uh, for sending those stat nuggets our way, as as always, at TyEwing2 on Twitter. want to remind you about our friends of Mark Miller's Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 
Your final, the Jazz beat the Rockets 124 to 116. We'll get some final thoughts from Coach Lacombe coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. by 13, control. George Niang, left side, three up and in, and Niang's got himself 16. George has really embraced this role, averaging about 10 points a game over the last six. There is your play of the game right there, our good friend David Locke. Play of the game is always brought to you by our friends at Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, lhmauto.com. Driven by you. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight, 124 to 116 over the Houston Rockets. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Quick recap if you're just joining us. George Niang led the way for the Jazz. 24 points, 9 of 12 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3. It's a career, ties a career high with 24 for George. Also tying a career high, 6 makes from 3. Jordan Clarkson had 21 coming in off the bench. Bogdanovich had 20. Uh, Rudy Gobert tonight, 13 points, 14 boards, three block shots. Joe Ingles, 14 points, seven assists, and six rebounds. For the Rockets, they were led by Martin, who had 27 points. Thomas also had 27 points coming in off the bench. And just a final note from Houston. We were, we were talking about this. You know, Silas took this gig thinking that he had a ready-made playoff team Man, how things change, and uh, he's coaching a completely different team than he probably anticipated, and now has, you know, a, a little bit more to, uh, a, a little bit different type of team as Houston is obviously in a rebuild mode. This is probably a bit of an addition, who they're going to keep and and now rework the roster going forward. He's done a great job, you know. He's he's kept these guys in it, which is you know speaks to how, uh, you know, good a coach he must be because. Uh, you know, it could be easy just to go out there and, and understand that you're going to be way out talented and just get run over. But uh, they, they play hard. They fight. Uh, I would wonder if he's looking for like a disclaimer in his contract. Is there a warranty, like a rebate or a warranty here? Uh, you know, because this isn't anything like the team I signed up with. Maybe a bonus because you kind of submarine the whole thing. Yeah, that, that puts your first year record. Not you're going to be chasing that for a minute. And now they'll, I mean, they're in a little bit different situation than, say, Oklahoma City, who's had the opportunity to jettison some of their big uh, big money players and stockpile a bunch of assets to springboard the, the rebuild. Um, Houston's had a chance to bring back some, but, I mean, you know, they move Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook for John Wall. You're not really netting any assets. You're just trading around big contracts. So, you know, they got some back for, for the James Harden trade, but – Probably not anywhere close to appropriate value, uh, bringing it back from Brooklyn, particularly the way that James kind of negotiated his own way there. So Houston, they're going to have a long way to go. I mean, they're going to have a couple of years in front of them where they've got to make some smart moves because they're going to bottom out a little bit. One guy I really like, he's not playing right now, but Christian Wood has kind of come on Mm -hmm. the scene. A a value pick for, you know, acquisition for them. Not didn't have to pay a ton of money, but I think he's going to be a, a pretty good star in the league for for a few years to come here he's uh really kind of coming to his own before the injury as far as the jazz go coach let's uh let's get some final thoughts from you on this one well they they did exactly what they needed to do tonight um you know they they handled the game uh i thought their a few of the the adjustments they made were very good and, and certainly will be things that they can draw on in the playoffs um you know, nice to see George have a great night tonight. Um, nice to see Boyan play well again. Um, you know, Clarkson played played really inspired, and and then Joe Ingles kind of ran the whole show. Uh, but um, I, I just feel like uh, you know, you go into this thing, you hope you can win the game, and nobody gets hurt, and you move on to a day with nothing, and then kind of start it up for one one last week and and see if you can hold on to this lead. 
All right, we want to say a big thanks to uh, Lock and Boone, of course, doing a great job calling all the action. Thanks to Andrew Sorensen, our broadcast assistant tonight. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. We appreciate you, Lundy. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post-game show, um, the Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe. Man, it's good to see you again. Yeah, good to be kind of back in the saddle, getting ready for that playoff stretch. Well, I couldn't be happier for you and your beautiful wife and daughter and new daughter. So it's uh, definitely enjoy this, man. It's, it's good stuff. 124 to 116 is your final. The Jazz beat the Houston Rockets. Up next, they take on the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco on Monday night. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.